first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT. And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Shoes Colts podcast. Well, it's officially draft season. The 2021 offseason is here. And so this is our first look at our first mock drafts for this 2021 NFL draft upcoming in April. And so, Derek, you're going to drop, man, your first mock draft of this offseason for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, keep in mind, the Colts have seven picks coming up in this 2021 draft as it stands right now. So, Derek, without further ado, I'll let you take it away. I pick 21. All right. So, Derek Larger mock draft 1.0. And again, everybody, this is the first mock draft. We're still about a good three and a half months from the draft itself. So a lot of things are going to change, but this is just how we're going to look at it from the beginning. All right. So with the first pick in this draft for the Colts, I have them selecting Alex Leatherwood, the offensive left tackle from the University of Alabama. This guy has a very, very massive frame. One of the bigger offensive linemen in this whole draft for sure. He has great strength. He's pretty well balanced in his pass protection and run blocking. And due to his sheer size, you know, when he's run blocking on the edge, you're just going to, a lot of guys are not going to be able to handle that kind of size. And he actually has had some flexibility to play on the inside and outside. He has done a little bit of both at Alabama. So, you know, you have that position flexibility that we know Chris Ballard really enjoys. He likes guys like that, that you can move around if things need to be done that way. So there, I think, you know, there's been a few names that the Colts have really kind of talked about, like with, you know, Colts media have kind of thrown Eichenberg out there. They've thrown out uh, Slater and Leatherwood's been another one that's been thrown out there if he's around at 21. So I think the Colts will go and throw their money at the big, massive Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. I like that pick because you get your franchise left tackle for the near future, and then your offensive line's pretty much complete there for the next five, ten years, honestly. So I really think that's awesome, dude. I, I like that pick. There you go. All right, so the second round pick, or the second pick for the Colts, I have them selecting Carlos Basham Jr., an edge rusher out of Wake Forest. Now, I'll be honest here, after looking at some of this, I think this guy might potentially fall if he doesn't show some improvement because what we look at here with Carlos Basham is, and this could be another guy that the Colts might get if we trade back and we get some more picks in the second round. This might be somebody they would target because this guy also has a really nice frame. 6'5", 275 pounds, really big guy as an edge rusher. So he's not small. He's got really good size. He's hard to move. I mean, obviously with that size, it's hard to move anybody that big and he's a uh, well-balanced and he does really well in the run game. He's a good anchor on the edge. Reminds me a lot of like a Danico Autry, you know, a guy that's that, you know, even though Danico Autry, I think is a little better at creating his own kind of pressure. 
he's a guy that, you know, if you stick on the outside, he's not going to get bullied by any tackle that you have out there because he's got good size. He has had 20 sacks as an edge rusher since becoming a full-time starter in 2018 when he was a sophomore. So, you know, he definitely has shown the ability to make sacks. And he has a really good motor, which has resulted in quite a few tackles. I think they said he's had over 70 tackles as an edge rusher at Wake Forest. So, you know, does really well. And he fits well in our scheme at 4-3. So I think that works for him. Some of the cons that come with Carlos Basham, though, He's not super athletic, you know, I mean, if for somebody that size, I wouldn't anticipate it still has to improve on his pass rush. His big issue was when he was facing tackles that didn't get bullied by the bull rush. He oftentimes struggled with trying to create his own. So that's something he's going to have to learn if he's to be brought in. But like I said, this guy could fall back further, which is why I think the Colts might go after him. But basically has the intangibles to be a really solid defensive end. He's just going to have to learn to create a better pass rush. Yeah. And that's something that I, you know, I like that because I think that's obviously the most much needed position on the defense. So now you've arguably tackled the first two biggest position needs outside of maybe quarterback on this roster. So I like that a lot. I definitely think those two guys would provide a lot of spark would provide a lot of, you know, potential star power there at uh, those key positions. So like we've always said, you always need more pass rush. So like that, man, like that pick. All right. With third pick here, the Colts will select Paulson Adebo cornerback from Stanford. So we're staying with the defense here has great size at six. One is about 190 pounds. So not a small cornerback by any stretch. He's actually used to playing in zone when playing with the Stanford defense. So he's used to playing in a zone scheme, which is great for the Colts. The Colts love it. They're big corners. They're big outside corners that can play in zone coverage. But the great thing with playing with Stanford is Adebo has played in every kind of scheme. So he really does fit anywhere, which is great. I think it would be great to use him on the outside. You can mix it up. He, Reminds me a little more of like a Marvell Tell has good size and good physique and he has good flexibility in his hips. He's been uh, told to be very loose. He definitely is not afraid to, you know, just use his hips in every way, shape or form. He's uh, very good at staying with his guys. And also he's not afraid to attack the ball in the air. I think that's something that a lot of corners are hesitant to go for when they're you know, going for that 50-50 ball. But Adebo is a very aggressive corner when, you know, going for that 50-50 ball, which sometimes doesn't go in his favor. That's why sometimes he gets a few different penalties on him. But he's aggressive. He's very solid in his hips. He's got great size. He's played in every kind of scheme you can imagine. So I think this could be another great cornerback option if the Colts are wanting to go with a corner later in the draft. Okay. So I'm I'm anticipating since you drafted a corner this early, you're probably either not re-signing Xavier Rhodes for one or TJ Carey, which is totally understandable, especially more TJ Carey. I could totally understand that. He's getting, you know, he's getting up there in age a little bit. He was a pretty decent piece, but yeah, adding another corner, arguably the second most important need on this defense, in my opinion. And you get Marvell Tell back as well to pair with Xavier Rhodes, potentially, and Rocky Ascent. I like that, man. And also Isaiah Rogers too. So that would make a really solid 
cornerback group, in my opinion. You get a guy with that kind of size and that kind of upside. I mean, yeah, I would definitely love that. And the similar thing, you know, talking about good size, like Xavier Rhodes has some pretty good size too. So mm-hmm. we know how good he played in this zone defense as well, especially working with Jonathan Gannon, the, the defensive backs coach. So I like this pick. I like corner there at three. Apologies, BTJ Nation, but unfortunately, I have to do a retake on this next draft pick because when we initially shot this one, you know, it was right before all these guys started declaring. And unfortunately, one of the people that I had put here at this pick did not declare and is returning for their senior year. So unfortunately, I have to redo this pick for you all. But I do have someone else that I do have wanting to come in and I will give that pick to you now. And that would be Baron Browning, the linebacker from the Ohio State University. Baron Browning certainly has a good reputation and good physical strength to him. When you're 6'3", about 245 pounds, Baron Browning is definitely great size. Was a five-star linebacker coming out of high school. Very good, solid linebacker. I think what's great about him is his splashy plays. You know, you find him making a lot of great plays and a lot of great things every now and again, which is awesome for a linebacker. He makes a lot of plays that, you know, just really shock everyone. You know, he has a great way of getting to the quarterback. That was one thing that he did very well. And tackling is a great thing for him. Like I said, he's got great length, great burst. So he fits really well in the scheme that we try to run. You can put him at a will linebacker or inside linebacker due to his size. And that's just ultimately what he is. You know, you can even allow him to blitz, which again, I said he gets to the quarterback. He does a really great job of tackling. He knows how to do that stuff. Ultimately, you know, the biggest issue that you have with him is just a lot of times, you know, he gets out of place at times, a few different times, but, you know, it just think of him as Anthony Walker, but just a little more athletic. You know, that's basically Mike. He's a good tackler. He's very strong. He's just a little bigger and a little faster. So that's basically what it is for him is, you know, he gets out of place at times, but he has all the physical skills necessary to make this. So that's why I have Baron Browning going in the fourth round. This could be a guy that maybe potentially climbs up when we get to look at what kind of numbers he puts up at his pro day. All right. And this one here is one of the few picks that I actually think might rise depending on what he does at, at the, if he gets invited to the combine. This guy here, I know, Cody, you'll like this one because he plays a very special position, and I know you'll love it. Okay, I just want to make sure I get the right last name here. So with the fifth pick, Tyree Delispy, and it's a safety from Missouri. Okay, so people probably know this guy's name. He, he's, a, he's not a very flashy player, but this guy plays – a lot like Kahari Willis. I know you love Kahari Willis. This guy plays a lot like him. Let me explain a little more. Six foot tall, so he's got good size. He's actually played multiple positions all throughout his life. He played multiple positions in high school. He played probably, I think they said, three different positions in high school. And then in college, he transitioned to safety. And the great thing is, he's a special teams guy. He played special teams in high school. He played special teams in college. 
So I know you, Cody. I know you love your your special teams guys. We know Chris Ballard and the staff loves their special teams guys. So this is another one of those. He was an athlete in high school. He played running back, receiver, safety, linebacker, corner. He played everything, man. He knows how to do this. He plays fast. He plays hard. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, highlight clips out there of him hitting guys real hard, showing his authority. And we love that about our safeties and our corners. We pride our team on being that way. Um, unfortunately, though, that's also the downfall of Tyler is that, you know, in playing hard and physical, sometimes you lose the mechanics and that's what ultimately gets him in trouble at times. But again, a great young guy that has good size has played multiple positions. You can put him in special teams right away because I think that's what the Colts really want. And then, you know, you use him as a rotational piece or in certain situations when you want to. And like I said, just a special teams guy that you can throw in in a lot of different areas. I think this is just in round five or even in round four, if they decide would go with him in round four, just a great a piece that you can put anywhere that you want to. And I think that's just worth the whole pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, young, versatile defensive back that screams Ballard all day long. So, <laughs> like that one. All right, sixth pick. I'm going to have to make sure I get this last name, too, because this one got me the first time I did it. So, it's Josh Emetor Behibi. Okay, so that's, wow. that is a last name and a half. But let me explain here. He's a wide receiver out of Illinois. Okay, I watched him a little bit at the beginning of this year. So this is one that a lot of people consider as an under-the-radar kind of athlete. You know, you oftentimes don't really see him until you actually look at his athletic ability and you realize just how raw of a prospect he is. And the reason he falls so far down is because for the position that he plays as wide receiver, he's not a great route runner. I'll just be honest. He's not a great route runner. There's a lot of things to be desired there. But, you know, in the NFL, I think you can you can teach guys to get better at route running. But again, this is a guy that's six foot one, 210 pounds. He's a great vertical threat. He can go up and get the ball. He's very fast, very strong, and he can go up and get it. He's got a 37 inch vertical, so he definitely can go up and get the 50 50 ball. I think this is just the ultimate kind of pick right here in round six where you're going for an athlete you're going for an athlete you want to try to groom them into whatever you want them to be and then a few years down the road this could be a potential option yeah this screams to me marvell tell and also a desmond patman type of pick you know really freak kind of athlete type of guy that you uh yeah he's kind of a project probably won't see the field in year one maybe not even year two but yeah man if you can tap into that potential I like this pick. You know, it's more, that's what I feel like these later rounds should be, right? More project players, guys with tremendous upside that you're like, okay, like if we can just tap into this physical ability and like help it translate to the NFL, man, the sky's the limit. So I like this pick. Adding to your wide receiver core, I do think potentially you could address it in free agency wide receivers. So maybe you get a guy a little bit later on. So I like that. All right. And the last pick here. And some more help on the offensive line, and that is Ben Brown, the interior offensive lineman from Ole Miss. So this guy is what a lot of people call a fundamentalist. He's a guy that, you know, really prides himself on trying to be as good with his feet and hands as he can. 
The only issue is, is when you're that kind of way, you oftentimes lose an important aspect in the game and that's speed and strength. You know, you're, you're sacrificing your speed and your strength for trying to go through the steps. And I understand that. And, but Ben Brown has a really good stature about him. He's six, four, six, five, 315 pounds. So he has the size to play on the interior. And, you know, I, I mean, it's one of those guys that, you know, like we've seen from a couple other guys may not get to see the field for a while, but I feel that you allow this guy to get a little more strength and you get him to learn behind some of these other offensive linemen. He's got great role models. If you bring him in, I think that strength and that speed picks up over a couple years. And then this guy's going to be, you know, a potential role piece for this team going forward. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. All right, so that's going to do it for my mock draft. You got an offensive tackle. You have an edge rusher, cornerback, interior defensive lineman, a safety, wide receiver, and another offensive lineman. Kind of covered the entire spectrum there. Just no quarterback. I think a lot of people probably be upset that I decided not to go quarterback in this scenario, but we will just have to see as time goes along. And But I just think right now the Colts are going to look more towards beefing up those offense and defensive lines and then providing some help in the secondary a little bit more. Yeah. Another thing, another pick that I was surprised you didn't take was another offensive lineman or wide receiver, like in the third or fourth round. That's what I was a little bit surprised on because we know that, you know, we talked about the depth, the lack of depth last season on that offensive line. And then, you know, wide receiver, you know, you could potentially, you know, hit a home run. Like I know like KJ Hamler went like what the fourth round and you know, he's turned into a pretty nice receiver himself. That's just one example. Uh, but yeah, yeah, overall I thought it was a really solid mock draft, man. KJ Hamler should not have fallen to that far. I'll just say that there, there is no way that man should have made it uh, past the third round. I mean, that's just on every other team that didn't that picked in that time. But you know, that's the beauty of the draft. You got some guys fall that, you know, you didn't think would, and you just steal them. I mean, that is true, but you know, I'm just thinking from that moment in time, I did look at a coverage linebacker. I did try looking at like the fourth round, but, uh, I, I wanted to kind of go more corner versus linebacker at that point. So, you know, it, I didn't find anybody that really appealed to me in regards to the coverage part of it all. So that's why I refrained from going linebacker in this draft specifically, but again, we'll just start to see more of these pieces go along, which what becomes more important to the Colts. We're going to find out, but thank you guys so much for tuning into this. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this mock draft. Let me know what you all think. Let me know if there's somebody else we should look at, and then we'll have Cody's mock draft uh, up shortly after this one. Uh, Not sure exactly when, but Like I said, we're going to have both of these up before the end of January, and we're going to do one each month leading up to the draft. So don't worry. There'll be plenty of these coming, and I'm sure some things will definitely change. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and as always, 